to The Barbecue Show with Steve Ray. The Barbecue Show is brought to you by the Alistair's Barbecue Supply and Pro Shop in Ottawa, by the historic Midnight Oil Service Station in Ottawa, by Michelin Tires, because so much is riding on your time, and by all the great barbecue products and supplies at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply and Pro Shop. I know you've got questions, and we've got answers, so pick up the phone, 423-267-1023, and let's talk some barbecue. All right, it's the weekend, and it's time to start smoking and grilling right here on the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show Live on Talk Radio 102.3 and simulcasting on the Owl's Nest Barbecue Facebook page. This is a live broadcast. That means you can use the telephone and call in 423-267-1023. You've got questions and we've got answers to your grilling and food smoking questions for this weekend. Our broadcast partner, Backyard Smokers Barbecue on Facebook, Facebook rather, and also Dead Broke Barbecue on YouTube, another broadcast partner of the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show Live. We're in touch, so you stay in touch and get in touch. Follow Owl's Nest Barbecue on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And as always, we download every episode to our popular, popular YouTube channel. I'm just kidding. It's not popular at all. Uh, 267-1023. We're going to get to our guest here in just a few minutes. But first, hey, what's new in barbecue this week? Brought to you by Specs Meats, located in Cambridge Square, Right here in Oldowa. People ask me all the time, Jeff, is there a butcher shop close by? There's an awfully good one close by. Yeah, right. Right. We were there day one. Remember we did that live broadcast? Yes, we did. Day one from Chris's place. And um, great, great operation. He's family-run operation. Uh, you know, small butcher shop right here in Oldowa. Great steaks. They got fish. They even serve lunch. Specs Meats in Cambridge Square. Go by and tell Chris. Say, Chris. I heard Steve and Jeff talking about you on the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show. He will appreciate that. Some of the best sausage I've ever had. He makes his own in-house sausages. They're phenomenal. They're good. Good stuff. Uh, the number one thing from last week is still the number one thing going on in our barbecue store, and that is the release of the Royal Oak charcoal pellets that are available now at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply Noodle. Well, Jeff, I, didn't, I don't think... A whole lot of people are selling these right now, I think, because I'm getting requests from people all over the southeast. Do you ship? Well, I noticed that you've gone through a ton of them. Uh, yeah. And, you know, you had it fully stocked, and then all of a sudden, walk in, there's none. We've, half the pallet's gone. Correct. So we'll be we'll have to order some more soon, but uh, they are available, the new Royal Oak charcoal pellets, genuine charcoal pellets available at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply Store in Udawa. And, of course, the next big thing in barbecue is actually next Saturday night, July 17th on the square in Ringgold. It's the barbecue pig out night, and Al's Nest Barbecue will be there serving our Texas Trinity of Meat, brisket, pulled pork, and sausage. The event is 6 to 9. There's a barbecue contest also, plus a People's Choice contest. So come out, sample our barbecue, and vote for us for People's Choice. Wish you were going to be there. You're going to be gone. You're on your motorcycle trip, aren't you? I'm going to be gone until the 28th, yeah. I'm going to get lost for a bit. Well, that's all right. You'll make the next one. And, of course, the big thing always is the Green Mountain Pellet Smoker and Grills. Great flavor without the offset effort of traditional barbecue. We have all three sizes of the Green Mountain Grills in stock, ready to go. All of that and a whole lot more at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply Store in Ultawa. Now, we're going to get to our, our – I can't – you know, we appreciate all of our guests that come on the show. And and we appreciate their 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 position in barbecue, their everything. But sometimes you get a guest and you just can't believe that this person said yes. You know, you you, you send the email and you're expecting you know, like to, but you know, especially you, from a little town like Ottawa, yeah, Tennessee. Little, uh, you know, a small town, and you get a big time guest like what we have tonight. Well, th- this this person is living the barbecue dream. She's named one of Southern Living's. Most influential women in Southern barbecue, she is the pit master and co-owner of Kansas City's premier barbecue competition and food company. Since its founding in 2008, her barbecue team, Burnt Finger Barbecues, racked up countless awards on the competition barbecue circuit, and including 15 state championships, first place chicken at the American Royal, and that's a real big deal, wow. and second place ribs, that's even a bigger deal, at the Memphis and May World Championships. She is a chopped grill 
Masters champion. They're always fun to watch. A contestant on Barbecue Brawl that's going on right now. We'll talk about that. She's a regular on the Today Show. The Today Show. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, hey, uh, the, the, that doesn't mean much. The Today Show's on the line. Steve, <laughs> would you like to be on? Food Network and many local morning shows. Chattanooga. I am so happy to introduce to you from Kansas City the pitmaster of Burnt Finger Barbecue, Megan Day. Megan, thank you for being with us. Hello, thank you for having me. I, I, well, this is this is this is one of those one of those shows that just um, made made our day when you said oh. when you said yes when well, you I'm said happy yes. To be here. Um. All right. With all the things that you've done, and we're going to get to a whole lot of stuff tonight, including yeah. including the Royal Oak stuff, because that's why I wanted you on, because you are a Royal Oak ambassador, and you know all about this stuff. So and so you're going to educate us on Royal Oak products. But but my first question, is Savannah Guthrie really that nice in person as she, she is she on the introduction? She is amazing. Hoda, Savannah, I mean, they really all are just delightful and they really make you feel special when you're there. Sometimes they'll pop into the green room and say hi. Sometimes you won't see them until you're out on set, but they're always just thrilled. And if you've ever noticed when you watch some of those morning shows, I mean, they are popping from subject to subject to subject. So the oh, fact yeah. that they take the time to say hello and thank you for being a part of their show really says so much about how much they value having you know, guests on and what keeps me coming back for more, I guess. It's just, they're such a great, great team. Well, see, you're the only person I've known that, that knows these people. So I mean, we, we might we might be here all night, an hour on the radio, and we might be here for three more hours. Yeah, there might be a three-hour after show. I, I know. So, so we're going to get to a whole lot of stuff. Um, let's start it off. You are currently, you were, the barbecue brawl that you were on is currently airing on Food Network. And Correct. you were, um, I, I'm going to say voted off or. I was eliminated. There you go. Eliminated. Um, <laughs> how could that happen? In the, let's, let's see, the third, the third show, correct? Correct. Third show. Correct. You, and you were on Eddie Jackson's team. Yes. And what was so weird about this is the, the Christine, who I, I'm, she was on Eddie's team, correct? Yes. Yeah, they. Uh, no, she was on Simon's team. Okay, so they. Okay. Okay, uh -huh. she was the yep. first one that was eliminated. Correct. And then the young, uh, the young man, uh, who was your teammate on Eddie's yes. team. Uh, Maxell. Uh -huh. Yeah, and and then and then you were eliminated the next the next episode. But before we get to that, let's let's go back to episode two. Okay, and if people are out there watching with me. Uh, this series, I'm I, I'm a barbecue show junkie. I, I love this stuff. <laughs> so, when when what was that? What was the person's name? The second person eliminated. You you said Max. it, Max. Uh -huh, All right. Max. When Max was eliminated, it, this this was I think a a I don't know if it was a uh, a put on by Eddie, but he really did look angry, and yeah. he said something to the judges that I've never seen anybody say anymore that he disagreed with their decision was he really as mad as he looked yeah he was and and you know the premise of this show kind of plays into that a little bit because two teams were safe and one team was not and so he did not feel like our team had the least successful cook he felt like another team had a had you know mm -hmm. a little more downs um, on on their cook, and so the fact that our team was chosen as the least successful team meant that someone on that team had to go, and so you know drama, TV magic, whatever you want to say, you know they had pinpointed Max was it? Max was the one who had the least successful dish, and unfortunately, you know they kind of made it seem like it was either me or Max were going. And the whole time it was Max that they had kind of pinpointed as the one they felt did not deserve to continue on in the, in the competition. And it was a big shock because he had done so well. Previously in that episode, he had the most successful yeah, dish. And yeah. It was kind of one of those, you know, nice arcs of the best guy 
loses in the end and you know it happens that's part of the game i guess yeah you go from uh the the goat to the the goat goat yeah. to, goat to goat you know the good goat yeah. to the bad goat what um uh let's let's run through them i'm, I'm gonna i'm just gonna use you to satisfy my curiosity about people okay <laughs> uh, um we're speaking with megan day she is the uh, pit master of burnt finger barbecue she's from kansas city missouri she is a a celebrated um, barbecue pit master. She's a professional pit master. She's been on television. Um, I, I, have you done a movie yet, other than home movies? That well, you're documentary. Documentary. That's a movie. That's a movie. Okay. And so she does all that really neat stuff in, in in barbecue. And you don't get to be to that level, Jeff, unless you're good. You know, you can't no, fake it. You, you have to be accomplished to do yeah, these kind of things. You can't fake it at the level that Megan's at. So. Uh, let's start out um, the people that I'm interested in. Rodney Scott. Tell me about Rodney Scott. Very humble. A, he's a quiet man. He's listening. He's helpful. He's curious. He has his opinions. He knows what he likes. He doesn't like vegetables. <laughs> he likes <laughs> no. Meat. Yeah. But he was he was he was wonderful. I would love to have gotten to know him better. That's that's one re two regrets that I had. One mm -hmm. that I didn't cook enough meat. <laughs> Wanted to cook more meats, and well, I'm sure we'll get into that question. And two that I didn't get a chance to really get to know him as well. I I did get to know Brooke a lot better. Mm -hmm. So I have a question about her. <laughs> now I'm not even going to ask you about Bobby Flair, Michael Simon, because. I mean, everybody knows about these guys. And even Eddie Jackson is yeah. – he has come, you know, from a football background, my playing for Miami to where he is at in the Food Network now, to me, is an incredible journey in and of itself. Tell me about uh, Lou Holter, Damon's wife. Because when she was on there, I said, that's, da that's, that's Damon's wife. And I've met them. I've met them at the World Food before. And I couldn't believe she was on there. She's, she, I mean, she obviously deserves it. Tell me about her. Lou is, she was my, she was my mama, you know, like, like you kind of have someone that you hang out with and, and you knew she had a, anything that you needed. She was, she was there for you. She and I were um, kindred spirits, if you will. We had a lot of fun, very similar sense of humor. She does deserve to be there. She cooks, oh, absolutely. She cooks um, a lot. She will tell you she is not the dessert cook that, that her husband is. You know, but, you know, she runs a business. She's a mom. Mm -hmm. She does competitions. And, you know, when it comes to competition, it's not just about the cooking and the meat. It's procuring the items and putting everything together. And then even the cleanup afterward. You know, there's so, so much work that goes into, you know, competition. And, and when there's a true competitor, I really, I respect them because they know everything that goes along with that. But then for her to have her quirky, fun sense of humor, it was it was a lot of fun. I was really excited when I saw that she was also going to be on the show. I think she brings I think she brings a lot of personality. So what, Kurt? It's Barry. It's at our first break here, and when we come back, we have a Bruce on the line. He has a question about smoked meatloaf for you guys. All right, sounds good. You're listening to the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show live here on Talk Radio 102.3. <laughs> the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply is now a Royal Oak charcoal dealer, and we have the soon. We have the soon-to-be-famous Royal Oak 100% charcoal pellets in stock. Charcoal flavor on your pellet grill is what you get when you get Royal Oak pellets at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply in Udwa. We've got Megan Day from Kansas City. Stay with us here on the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show Live. We'll be right back. The humble Al Selvage says, Rodney sounds just like me. We've got... Um, <laughs> We've got a caller on the other side of the break, too. Okay, Megan? Remember, we are still live on Facebook. Um, we, can, we, can, we can continue this interview on the, on the Facebook side. Yeah. Um, my buddy, Christopher Prieto. Christopher and I went to the same barbecue school in 2015, Donnie Bray's, up in Bowling Green, yeah. Kentucky. And um, that was after his appearance on Barbecue Pitmasters. And, of course, I was... You know, all gaga over, you know, here's another barbecue guy. I wanted to get his autograph, had my picture taken with him. Uh, is he as intense as he looks on television? Because he sure looks intense. More. Real, more. <laughs> more intense. <laughs> yeah, he, he is. He's just, I mean, he bleeds it. He dreams it. He got everything. Even just talking about his family and um, he has siblings that, that they all grew up yeah. and, and talking about, like, 
that certain recipes that his grandmother made them do over and over and over again until they got it right, you know, just constantly a student of um, cooking. So, yeah, he is an intense guy. I think uh, he and his wife have, uh, I want to say, maybe four Four, yes. four children. I mean, we're a, real, a real family guy, yeah. and um, his, um, I think his restaurant, in, in that little that little North Carolina town, I think it's doing pretty good too. Yeah. I bet, yeah, I bet. Every time I turn around, he says sold out. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Um, I thought the the quirky judge. What's his name? Not Rodney, but the what, who's Person it? Person Cressley. Yeah. What, what what is his background? Is I I don't know what he what does he do? Is he like just a personality? Because he's He's kind of the leader of the judges, and yeah. he and he, act, and he he's very he's very funny. I think. I mean, he is really funny. He says some funny things, but it seems like when it's time to judge, he gets kind of serious. Yeah, he does. He, you know, he is a student of aesthetics, if you will, the fashion industry. He was on um, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy in that first run. I don't. When was that? Two thousand eight, probably. I mm-hmm. don't even know that time frame. He was in on that movement of taking a gentleman that was disheveled and making him look fabulous, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, but he's continued to kind of be a a host, and he also is very, very big in like the equestrian world. And so, if you think of that, I mean, it's very pristine and pedigree. And so, when he would get really serious, it was because he was looking at the aesthetics of things and the textures of things. So it made sense from his background, what he was pulling. Whereas I think Brooke and, and everybody and, and Rodney were a little bit more on the flavor side of it. You know, I like, I like this mix of judges. The, uh, the last ones last year were, um, let's see, it was Chris, um, yep. my, um, and Amy. Amy and who was the other one? Mo. Mo. Yeah. Um, you, you know, those three, they're, they're all, they're barbecue guys. Now, I know Amy can step out of the barbecue box when she, when she has to, and I'm sure Chris can too. But um, but uh, we ready to come back in, Kurt? Red Eye Radio, seven nights a week. Be right back. W-G-O-W. Talk Radio, 102.3. Hey, welcome back to the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show Live. Make sure you visit our Memphis section at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply, Malcolm Reed, Heath Riles, Mark Williams, Mark Lambert, Memphis Original Rub and Sauce Plus Barbecue Mojo Rubs. It'll take you all the way to Memphis, just like Mata Hoople. Our number is 267-1023. We're back with Megan Day of Burnt Finger Barbecue from Kansas City. We've got Bruce on line one. Two lines open at 267-1023. Go ahead, Bruce. Uh, yes, Steve. Uh, nice to talk to you guys. Uh, I've got a quick question about, you know, the smoked meatloaf that I've been, I've heard yourself talk about it and other other people you've had on the show. But my wife and I does a lot of meatloafs, you know, but in the oven, traditional stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. deer meat, whatever. But how in the world, if you're going to smoke one, and I, I, it's, uh, how do you get it on the grill? You know, because meatloaf... It wants to. How do you? What do you cook it in? Where it won't fall apart, or, or what you know, like a lot of grease comes into the pan. What, that, that's the question I had. We're going to try it this weekend on a traditional smoker, not one of them real fancy ones. It's got the firebox to the side. You mm-hmm. know, one of them kind of grills. And I was just curious, what what would you put the meatloaf in to keep it intact? Okay, what I'm going to do, Bruce, I'm going to uh, let Megan tell you how she does it because. I do a pretty good one, but I'm sure she does a really good one. Megan, go ahead and explain to Bruce how you do your smoked meatloaf, and I'll I'll add mine at the end. Well, you know, I use binders. I use egg, and I use crackers, and it binds it enough that it doesn't come apart on the grill. I put it right on the the grates, and for the smoker and the offset, so it's a little bit cooler side, obviously. I kind of know where, where my cool pocket is on my smoker, and then I just make sure that underneath that anything that it's gonna drip on has foil wrap around it. And like for me, I have a little bucket that allows grease to shine, you know, come out. I shove a paper towel down in there and make sure it can catch any of those extra juices or any of the grease that might come off. But I, the way I create my meatloaf, it has enough binder that I've never had an issue with it falling through. So might might back off some of the wet liquids maybe that you're using if you're afraid that it might slump into the grates. Okay, ma'am, that makes sense. I, yeah. 
I got you. I got you right on some of the marinating stuff. That that makes a lot of sense. If we was gonna try it, I just didn't want it to end up in the bottom of the grill. But if you but if you do, I, I mean, I, I would use like a tinfoil pan. I mean, that's probably where I would go until it got firm enough, and then maybe you could take it off of there and then put it on the grates. Um, that might be another option. Now, I don't know what, what Steve and the crew might do with their meatloafs, but that's just the way we roll here in Kansas City. Okay, ma'am. Thank you so much for your information. Mr. Steve, you like, what was you going to say? I cook, mine, I cook mine in a loaf pan, and so only the top is exposed for the smoke, um, but, but I top mine off with barbecue sauce. And I always put it in there real cold because cold meat accepts smoke a whole lot better than warm meat. And um, I, but the reason I do that, Bruce, is I like mine super juicy. And the way I think the way that um, Megan does hers, it's good, but you, you lose some of that juiciness because I've done it. I've done it both ways, and uh, I just like mine when I when I put my fork in it. I like it to be I like to be super juicy, and that way I put it in, when I put it in the refrigerator. Uh, I just leave it in the loaf pan, and when I, I slice it and reheat it in the microwave, mm-hmm. it um it just it's 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 it tastes just like the day you uh, took it out of the uh, you took it out of the smoker. So what you um, what you give up in smoke, um, you get. It, I, I think for me, it's more convenience and you get a little more um, uh, get a little more juiciness. But you can also cheat a little, Bruce. They got this product called Liquid Smoke. And it only takes it on. And don't laugh, Megan. Don't laugh, Megan. It's not a substitute. It's a addition. It's a, an addition, exactly. Addition to the recipe. Just ask David Bosca, and um, and uh, and and you'll you'll get a great flavor. I do a and traditional. You know, I, I'll oh, go tell ahead, you, Megan. If you don't want to use liquid, we buy a mesquite and a hickory powder just off of Amazon that I'll sprinkle. A little bit goes a long way, but I'll sprinkle that in with my food if I know I want a little extra smoke flavor. So, and it won't introduce more liquid. So, just a heads up that that exists out there. Jeff, how do you do yours? I do most of my, mine in the oven because it's just convenient. But what I'll do if I'm going to smoke it is I will put it on a riser, put it in a uh, pan like Steve does, and I'll poke holes in the bottom, and I'll put a pan underneath it to catch all those drippings. So I'll be able to smoke it around the whole thing, and not have that you know grease thing come out. So we get a fire. See, Bruce, there's all sorts of ways to get to Chicago. Like, you know, smoking times, uh, Ben, I ain't never done one. Uh, like, you know, how hot would you smoke one? Like maybe 250, you know, your regular smoking temperature and kind of how long? Um, Megan, go ahead and answer and then I'll answer I, I, I My sweet spot's 275. That's where I cook most of most of that type of a um, type of meat. And then, you know, really, I, I cook by uh, internal temperature. So... You know, I probably would take I would take mine to probably 170 ish. I don't know what you would do, Steve, but I would I would probably take it into that range. Uh, Bruce, I cook mine at 350. Oh, you go hot. I fire that pellet yeah. cooker up and I put it up there and I put um two in there with a thing of macaroni, Megan, and um, <laughs> and I let I let it roll. And Bruce, mine's done in an hour, just like it, just like you were using it as an oven. I use my pellet cooker as an oven. Heard you, Steve, talk about your macaroni. I'm gonna try that next. I didn't, I didn't want to get too gun and hole and get run plumb off for having supper made like I'm bragging about, right? Yeah, man, I tell you that macaroni, and I stole that Megan from John Lewis over in Charleston, and um, and it is, it is without a doubt the best recipe I've ever, I've ever tasted. And I'm not a cook; I don't do a lot of them, but I am a macaroni aficionado, is like most, most, most uh, old guys are, and um, I love it. I love it, man. Bruce, appreciate it, man. Yeah, Thanks for the call. Thank you, all guys, and enjoy the show, Steve. And thank you, ma'am. It's been nice talking to you. Thank you. Y'all. As well. Thank you, yeah. Bruce. You know, Megan, we talk about barbecue all the time, and the, the most fun thing about barbecue is uh, doing things that are unconventional, like meatloaf, macaroni. Of course, it's conventional in our world, but a lot of people wouldn't even think about using their smoker to do meatloaf. Yeah, and it's I I, I do sides all the time. That's yeah. probably the one thing that that I have the most fun with and can get creative. You know, we do barbecue meat for, you know, competition style, but it's the same thing over and over and over again. So if I feel like getting creative, it's quesadillas, it's a quiche, 
you name it, um, a nice side that we can, I love good charred broccoli, things like that. That's when I have a lot of fun with it. And you can play with the flavors. And, and the, the thing is you do it and then you try to remember if you liked it or if you're going to do something completely different. <laughs> it's, that's the beauty of it. All right, we're going to do one more question about the personalities, and we're going to shift to the. We're going to shift the real reason you're hearing that's because of Royal Oak Charcoal. We know you you were on Eddie Jackson's thing, and I'm I'm a big Eddie Jackson fan. I think he's great. Okay, um, Eddie's a good guy. You you know him. You were on his team, but you 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 have got to pick. Say your husband, your uh, Jason is sick. Okay, and he says, "Honey, I just cannot make it to the Jack this year," and you've been invited to go to the Jack. And and you go, okay, I, I got to find somebody. And then Michael Simon and Bobby Flay call you each at d- different times and say, Megan, I want to go to the Jack Daniels with you. Now, you've got to pick Michael Simon or Bobby Flay as your cooking partner at the Jack Daniels Invitational. Which one is it going to be? It's Michael Simon all the way. Oh, that doesn't take yeah. long. Not, not even yeah. a... And, and and our producers even giving us the thumbs up. <laughs> Michael Simon, yeah. Really? He, he yeah. He he has a um, just the way his mind works with helping people and making sure that they're successful. And you know, Bobby just wants to get it done. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm in charge, and I need someone to be there to be successful. And I'm going to pick Michael in that situation all day, every day. So you're taking control of the situation. You don't want that guy that's going to tell you what to do. Yeah. 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 And the, the the annoying laugh would be the I'd, I'd have to say, Mike, we need we need to talk about that annoying laugh. Yeah. Other than that, you're the you're the man, buddy. You're, you're the man. I like I like that choice. All right, we're going to talk about Royal Oak. Uh, Perry Collins has a question. Have y'all done smoked queso yet? Yes, Perry. That is one of my go-to dishes on the smoker. It's wonderful. Um, one thing of Elvita, two things of Rotel. Um, do some sausage in the bottom of a pan with butter. Smash it up with a um, uh, mashed potato smasher, real good. Uh, put a uh, one of those things of uh, of um, uh, what's that white cheese called? What's that stuff called, Jeff? The white cheese. What's that, Megan? Queso fresco. No, or? no, no, no. Uh, just uh, chihuahua. No cream cheese. Just white cream cheese. Throw oh, one of those in there. Cheese. Yeah, we're those. thinking fancy. <laughs> we're thinking fancy. Steve's going from the no, you're refrigerator. Ta- you're talking. You're talking to me here now. <laughs> and, and throw some onions in there, Perry. Put it on the uh, smoker um, at 350 degrees. And uh, when it all starts to melt down, um, just mix it up, and it'll be ready in about 45 minutes. And it tastes out of this world. It, it is, does. <laughs> it's, it does. It's, it's wonderful stuff. All right. Um, i tell you what. Kurt, let's take our break. Let's take our next break, Megan, and then we come back, baby. It's all about Royal Oak Charcoal from here on out on the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show Live here on Talk Radio 102.3. If you want a grill that will elevate your outdoor cooking area, then look no further than the Memphis Wood-fired pellet grill, 0 to 350 degrees in under 10 minutes. Plus, the built-in steak sear section will make your already amazing steaks just a little bit better. The Memphis Wood-fired pellet grill available at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply in Ottawa. Our guest, Megan Day from Burnt Finger Barbecue, Kansas City, Missouri, right here on the Owl's Nest Barbecue Show live on Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Megan, do you, do you delve into seafood much? News, weather, and traffic on time. Megan, do you, do you delve into seafood much? I don't. Okay. I really don't. I love it, but it's just not accessible here that much. I mean, it, we can get it, but kind of we're pretty landlocked, so <laughs> we well, top. Don't Tom, really dive into it too much. Tommy, send me a message, and I'll give you a, a little advice on that large salmon fillet. Oh. Yeah, we had a question on Facebook about a suggestion for a large salmon fillet. Um, I have a suggestion. Order order a tenderloin. Uh, John <laughs> McGuire, cream cheese. Yes, thank you, John. I don't know why I get a brain lock like that. Um, uh, you know, Perry asked about the smoked queso. Do you have a smoked queso recipe, Megan? I don't really. Really? I mean, I'm surprised. I- yeah, no, I mean, around here, it's like I'll do Rotel and some uh, cream of mushroom soup mm-hmm. and Velveeta yeah. and some, like, sausage. That's that's think, kind of our go-to. You, I think I think that's what 
I think it's what you do. You're, you're calling it. What are you calling it? Rotel. Rotel. We're calling yeah. it. I think we're calling it smoked queso. It's the same thing. Yeah. Well, no, the Rotel is that canned stuff. But I, what I, I do is I, I put chorizo in mine. I put Ooh. two cans of Rotel in my queso. So, yeah, yeah. Maybe, so maybe I'm making Rotel. Barry, I may be making Rotel in this colony queso. Yeah. <laughs> no, Rotel no, is just a condiment to it. You're adding cheese, you're adding cream cheese, and you're adding some more Mexican flavors. That's much more of a, a queso to me. Yeah, all that yeah. Rotel is is um, roasted peppers and all that kind of stuff. Chilies. And yeah. chilies, yeah. No, chilies. And then I just, I just ground up some chorizo, and I put that in there. Yes. I love chorizo. I think chorizo is one of those meats that just doesn't get enough love and doesn't get enough credit it is so good perry perry also said he used the royal oak uh, mixed with um, a pellet blend last weekend and uh, he said his uh, pork butt turned out just fantastic awesome that's good i think we're gonna see a lot of that mixing of that charcoal with different flavors yeah. i think i think, so. I think it, that's it gonna be the, that's gonna be the it, next it, that's gonna be the next sense. big thing yeah mm-hmm. and um You've heard about the uh, Green Mountain Grill uh, pellet alarms going off, haven't you? the the uh, sensor The sensor doesn't pick up the the black pellets. It, it, it thinks it's empty. <laughs> yeah, it thinks it's empty, but it, it's easy to fix. So you just throw in a couple of uh, different colored um, wood, wood chips. Yeah, it's, it's just, I, I thought I had, it was fun. I had actually heard that when we were all testing this, mm-hmm. and so you know that's kind of a funny, quirky. You know, it was funny. Um, Ninja called me and told me that, and um, and it wasn't 20 minutes later. I had a customer call me and go, "My pellet alarm is going off." And I'm, so if 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 Ninja hadn't told me, I'd I'd have said, oh, "I don't know." Well, you you're know. out of your mind. You're out of your mind. You know, I'd have said, you know, I'd have, I'd have said, "Take that front cover off and undo it on the board." <laughs> like I did mine when the pellet. Have you, you tried turning it off and turning it on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what they want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Shut. Perry Collins said his did go off too. Yeah, you're in the middle of a five-hour cook. Turn it off and turn it back on. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't do that. That's... Yeah, they say uh, no thanks to come and get this thing. You well, yeah. You don't turn it off and turn it back on in the middle of a cook. Nope. Uh, Not on purpose, anyway. That's funny. Thanks everybody for watching here on Facebook. We're speaking with uh, Megan Day from Burnt Finger Barbecue, who has graciously accepted our invitation to be on the show. I can't believe it. So. Maybe this will see Megan. You may have broke the uh, broke the barrier of famous people being on my show. Oh. <laughs> well, there's a low bar. website and click on Project Shine to find out how you can help. The station for those who think. Think about it. This is Talk Radio 102.3. WGOW FM. Talk Radio 102.3. Hey, welcome back to the Owl's Nest, uh, Owl's Nest Barbecue Show Live here on Talk Radio. The Green Mountain Pellet Grill has established itself as the leader in popular price smokers. Low and slow, hot and fast, the Green Mountain Grill can do it all. And at a cost anybody can afford, simply they're built better and they cost less. Get yours at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply in Ultawa. Just real quick, we were talking at the break about the pellet alarms going off on the Green Mountain Grills with the Royal Oak pellets in them. Perry said that he put a piece of white duct tape over the sensor and it worked just fine. So yeah. anything can be fixed. We're speaking with Megan Day, who is a uh, Megan. Real quick, explain your relationship with Royal Oak. Yeah. So when Royal Oak approached me a few years ago, they knew that I was, um, you know, a, a lover of the pellet grill. Like that's how we choose to compete. Jason and I on the barbecue circuit with our team, Burnt Finger Barbecue, we cook on pellets, um, Cook Shack. And that, that they came to me and they said, we're working on something. You can't talk about it. Sign this non-disclosure. Um, but we've got some products we want to put in front of you. Would you, would you look at them? And so I did and gave them my feedback throughout the process. And then finally, when they had this new version that is 100% charcoal pellet, down where I really was impressed with it, they approached me and said, would you help us launch this? And we'd love for you to cook with it and give us some more feedback and you know, just really talk with people about how you use it and why you use it. And so it is um, a, a wonderful ambassador um, for the product and really it's a family business and that's very important to me because we're a family business right here in the heart of mm-hmm. America. So yeah. my relationship is, Help them tell people how to use this stuff. 
Well, we um, we got it. Uh, was it Aaron two weeks ago? I think. Last week, last week, just a week, just a week, and uh, it is. Um, I've never, I've never sold anything that was as anticipated. It, it was kind of fun being being in that position when people are calling you and saying, "Is it here yet? Is it here yet?" And that's um, exciting because it's, it's very exciting everywhere. And and I love the fact that they have been very strategic about making sure that the the great stores and the owners that they're dealing with are getting that off. Opportunity and that that makes me happy as well. Yeah, we were we were when our our, our buddy uh, Craig Verhaga, you know the barbecue ninja. He's been on the yeah. show before. Um, when he when he contacted me and, and and told that they would they said they would sell to me. I was I was I was taken aback. I just couldn't believe it that they picked me. That's and uh, it was very exciting. And um, we um, we I have used I used it last week to do a a pork butt, and no. There, there was nothing, nothing that stood out wrong with this stuff. It was, I mean, you're, I'm looking for something, a, a block, a, a weird smell, um, you know, a, a funny coloring. Uh, you know, like when you use cherry, when you use cherry uh, pellets, you get a reddish maroon type flavor, and you've got midgets running behind you, by the way. I know. And, and uh, so, uh, so this, uh, this, this charcoal was, it was, it, it, Megan, it worked perfectly. Yeah, are you are you did. are you getting the same results because i know you cook with it a whole lot more than i do yeah i am and you know here's the way i look at it is i can get that charcoal flavor on a pellet grill like that's the part that blew my mind is you know that distinct flavor i typically think of going and tailgating and getting that flavor or when i'm at the lake and i'm cooking on charcoal and just the type of food that comes off of there and i'm getting that on my pellet grill which was very exciting for mm -hmm. me because I can take charcoal and throw some wood on it and get a wood flavor, but I could never get the charcoal flavor on my wood pellet grill. And so I, I love that there was low ash. That was something that I was really, really looking for. And we hooked our fireboard, which is a thermometer, thermometer cloud-based thermometer, um, and overlay and looked at the cooks to see where our you know, temperatures were spiking and how hot it was getting. And I really wanted to see what the difference was and, and was it a high heat? Because they were telling me one of the great features that they wanted to highlight was the high heat that it can get and produce that combustion. And I wanted to see it in graphic form. <laughs> I wanted to know it and it did it. It was doing exactly what it said. And the way my particular smoker cooks, I have a char on the side. It's, it's really a char griller technology on the PG500 um, cook shack unit that I use. And that temperature, when it's maybe three or 400 on the um, indirect side, mm -hmm. it's creeping up seven, 800 degrees on that, um, on those grates. And with this high heat on this charcoal, I was like blown away. I cooked a ribeye and like nothing flat and it was gorgeous charred. I did it reverse sear. And that's when I said, okay, this is real. This is really doing it because it got the flavors that I wanted to get, but it also allowed me to really get the char that I wanted yeah and like you said there was no off-put smell there was nothing funky about it um but i was really impressed with even like I, I opened up the hopper to see how many pellets i needed you know if i needed to refill it and it had hardly burned any i, I was actually really surprised at the high heat and the it didn't go through a lot now, so and then I, I was able to go down to the headquarters and cook a few more dishes for them and i remember at one point in time i kind of panicked because i had not looked in the hopper um, we were cooking on a Smokin' Brothers, and I opened it up, and there was only, like, this little dip that was missing. I couldn't believe it. I had been smoking a uh, some caramel brownies um, for about an hour at that point, and, like, there was not even, like, just a little dip um, in the pellets. So I was also impressed, even at a low temperature, how few pellets it was having to drop. Well, I did this. I did an experiment last. I had to do a, a butt for a customer for the fourth. And uh, I put a, I, I set my smoker at 310, and I uh, put that butt on. I mean, that's extremely high, I know. And um, and I used the, uh, the the charcoal pellets from Royal Oak. And number one, the the pellet usage was like a third of what I would normally do at that high of a temperature. Be, because, you know, at, at 310 in a pellet cooker, Megan, 
you're, you know, you're, that's you're like, that's like 110 miles an hour. And, yeah. uh, this thing, it got up to temperature really, my, my grill got her up to, got up to 310 really fast, no problems at all. And it maintained it. And I did the same thing you did. I looked in there and thought, oh, I'm going to have to put more in there. And it was just like, it was just a, like a third gone. Yeah. Uh, when I was halfway, cause I, I did this bud in, in five and a half hours. That's how, that's how wonderful the green mountain grill is. You can cook so hot in them and still have a good product. And, and you can get it done. Uh, you just don't, if something goes south, you just don't have a window to fix it. That's all. So it's kind of a gamble. But, you know, what the heck, I'm at the gas station. Eh. I got guys. So, you know, I can, I can say, go, you know, go put the fire out, guys. <laughs> so that, that's no big deal for us. So, but I was amazed at the, the usage of these pellets. People, people ask me all the time when we, when we sell grills, and I, and, I, and I don't understand why it matters. But everybody, it's like, I guess it's because it's like I sell gasoline for a living. And people say, you know, we'll talk about cars. And I go, well, what kind of gas mileage does it get? And I said, I literally haven't thought of gas mileage in 38 years. I'm sorry. You know, I don't, gas mileage doesn't mean anything to me. And I guess when you're surrounded by a bunch of pellets, pellet usage doesn't mean anything to me because I've got plenty there. But for the consumer, that's a concern. And if pellet consumption for you is a concern, this is the pellet that's built for you because you will get the higher temperatures and it, and it will, the low ash means only one thing. It's burning more efficiently. It's burning every bit of material in that thing. It's leaving nothing behind. And the, and the temperatures that it gets to are, are used by fewer, by fewer um, amount of pellets. It's that simple. Yeah. I had a question I, for you both. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. One thing I noticed is, you know, I was at Steve's shop, and it seemed like those charcoal pellets were more dense. Yeah. You know, I try. You know, you can take a regular, you know, pellet, you can snap it in half. I was trying to do that with a, a charcoal pellet, and it wasn't nearly as easy. It's just, yeah. does that have to do with that ash content, or you know, how much ash it kicks up? I really think it's because the process that they use to create these is compressing so hard. And so, but it's not so hard that it's going to hurt your auger, but it's just the way it, there's almost kind of that sheen on the outside. Mm -hmm. when you look at it, that's not binders, that's not fillers. That is just charcoal and the process of compressing it and shooting it out. It's almost kind of gives it that gloss um, on it. And I think that's why it's hard. You're, you're having a more difficult time because when you think about the other pellets they're wood and fillers and there's there's a weakness to them that allows you to snap them there's no weakness to this it is just charcoal that's what it is that's 100 percent charcoal now megan we did i did do an experiment with them at the, at, the, at the shop last week i put um i guess about 10 or 11 in a bowl of water and then <laughs> then right next to it i put 10 or 11 regular pellets in the bowl of water right next to them um of course the, the regular pellets swelled up almost immediately um, the, the charcoal pellets never did, never did. And I didn't think to use them. I was going to, I was going to, somebody said, try to light them on fire after you soak them. And I, I didn't even think about it, but, um, we did it. Oh, did yeah, you? Greg, yeah. The ninja and I did it. We used them and it was like, Oh my God. I mean, because there's nothing to penetrate, there's no weakness to them. There's the water can't get in and charcoal is inherently a, a water proof, a water resistant material. And so when you, Put it through the process that it's doing, and all of a sudden now there's there's no way for them to you know absorb the water or take on the water. It just you know, they dry out, you know, and see, you're ready to use them again. See, that's why I want to be more friendly with Ninja. He does cool <laughs> things. Great. You know, he's he a, he, cool he's a cool do guy. Know, do you know how I met Craig? Uh, -uh. Mr. Mr. Barbecue Ninja. He and I were on Chopped Grill Masters together. And the first episode of that Grillmaster season, I think we were season four, and um, I went on to win that episode. So Craig and I have continued to be great friends and um, really try to do a lot of great things together and see each other at Memphis in May and out on the barbecue circuit. His his alligator stories are just off <laughs> off the chain. <laughs> talk about authentic, like that man lives the dream. Yeah, right? yeah, you know he is the. Uh, uh, the the Gator McCluskey, the old <laughs> the old you know uh, Jerry Reed character, you know Amos Moses, I guess you'd what, call what's him. That, what's that movie where the guy loses his the golf coach loses his hand and he coaches? Uh, oh, uh, Happy Gilmore. Oh, Happy Gilmore, yeah, yeah he's Chubbs Peterson. Yeah, Chubbs yeah. Peterson. There you go. 
Hey, let's take our last break. Let's take our last break of the day, and we're going to um, come back and uh, wrap things up with Megan Day, and we're going to hang out a little bit longer on Facebook if she'll have us. Uh, if you want plenty of flavor on your barbecue, you want Uncle Steve's Shake Rubs. Plenty of flavors to choose from that are time-tested by the greatest backyard barbecuers just like you. Get your Uncle Steve's Rubs at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply in Oodawa. Go in the store, turn right, turn left at the corner, and they're right back there on the right. Uncle Steve's Shake Rubs. That's good stuff. We'll be right back with Megan Day of Burnt Finger Barbecue from Kansas City here on Talk Radio 102.3. Stay with us. G-O-W. Your voice heard here. Not only did you know Chubbs, you knew the last name. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Ninja's a good guy. He is. He Al, is. Al Salvage asks, are prices going up on pellets? Uh, I, I, if they do go up, it will be, be a transportation issue. Yeah. I know that. I know I know that. Yeah. That is a great question. Yeah. Um, man, I tell you what, it's, uh, get, just getting things is it, just so difficult now. It's, it's really, it's the, the logistics part of it is what really worries me. Um, just the price of shipping and the price of labor, I, man, I hope, I just hope it can, can bounce back or that something, I don't know. Megan, has to give. Megan, you, it's too, it's too expensive. you and your husband and Burnt Big Burnt Finger Barbecue, you sell your your um, meats online. Tell us about that during the break here. Yeah, so we really where we sell sell our meats is on the Home Shopping Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where we do, and then every now and then we'll have access to some additional meats that we'll put up on our website and sell personally too. But it's all going through the same warehousing system that we do um, through our Home Shopping Network sales. And as a matter of fact, I took a phone call from a woman today who said, "I got your pulled pork, and I had a question." And she, I, you know, I had answered the the customer service line, and she said, "Is this the Megan that was on TV?" talking to me about my barbecue I said yes it is and she's like I can't believe you're answering your customer service questions too and I'm like that's it's just my husband and I this is our business so yeah that's always fun when people realize that you really are the person behind it the person that's doing it and the person who's representing it so So you you you're on home shopping now I don't I don't watch it I don't yeah. watch it because I just it's not it's not my deal. It's not your yeah. But so but you're on there. You don't fit the demographic. Let me just. Say. So you're like you're like the like the girl that invented the mop, the the yeah. uh, the yeah. or whatever right. <laughs> like that. That is so cool. Yeah. That is so cool. You're like uh, like Billy Mays. I am. Yeah, the Shamwow <laughs> or, the, or something. I you know, it. and it's the, it's been really interesting with the pan- pandemic. Uh, we started doing it live from our kitchen at home. Oh, how cool. Skype. Oh, how cool. Yeah, and so I used to have to fly down to St. Pete and go see Dr. Barbecue down there. And uh, St. Pete and for their studios were there, and we'd do everything kind of in the same set. Well, what they've discovered is now that we're doing these, um, you know, in our own home, people are watching. They're very curious. Well, what appliances does she have in yeah. her house? And there's, it's, you know, it's not the same static set for every single product that they're selling and people have really enjoyed kind of almost a voyeur right they want to see what's going on in someone's when someone's home and their environment and so it's been very successful because i think people feel a little more connected to the person who's talking about the product that they're hoping you'll you know bring into your home so it's been it's been very fun to to do it from home there was a guy in here in chattanooga that was rating the homes of the television personalities that were reporting from their homes. He was he was saying who has the nicest house, who's got oh, the no. best background. Oh, it was hilarious. It was it was, yeah, and yeah. it was uh, Latrice Curry from Channel Three. He decided that she had the nicest home of any of the other television celebrities. Oh, it was it was it was funny. It was very funny, very respectful, but it was it was hilarious. I know what you're meaning. I mean by I know when 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 when. Um, Meathead is on a show. You can watch the chat room, and people are going, "What's in those shelves back there? What's on that? What's on that? What's in that well, dresser?" They, you know, they, they're not paying any attention to him. They, they want to know what's in the set. Well, you know, the, you, get, you we'll say that, but it influences people's decision in a place like the Home Depot and Lowe's and all that, and what they purchase too. 
It does. Big time. Myron Mixon, Matt Pittman, David Bosca, Rub Bagby, Mike Davis. You've heard of all these guys and all these guys. Barbecue rubs and sauces are available at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply in Ottawa. The pros know flavor, and your favorite pros flavor is right here at the Owl's Nest Barbecue Supply in Ottawa. Uh, how many, Curry? I'm sorry. You got four minutes. Four minutes, Megan. We're, we're here with Megan Day. We're talking with her about the pellets. Megan, the other products that um, – Royal Oak has got in their um, distribution chain that you are a fan of. Huge fan of tumbleweeds. Huge, huge fan. I love being able to, whether I'm cooking lit, like on a charcoal grill or if I'm even lighting like a chiminea, you know, just yeah. something like that, bonfires, anything I need to get some quick heat. Um, or sometimes I'll even just light the chimney and cook a steak on, on top, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And get that intense heat from that. And I love, um, rather than having to burn paper towels or newspapers or anything else to yeah. create kind of that soot, um, I love those. Um, I recently had a chance to cook on some of their plank, um, cedar planks. I did a really fun uh, shrimp recipe. We have a barbecue um, bacon seasoning. And so I put that on top of the shrimp on that plank um, cedar piece and it was delightful it was so good and that was really fun to see that they've kind of come out with that product as well and then this last weekend uh for the fourth of july we did a whole hog and we used their briquettes um and i gotta tell you that was some seriously intense heat we used the lakaha china um roaster box Mm -hmm. and put the those briquettes right on top um when we cook on a gravity fed we always use their lump charcoal so i'm a fan of a lot of the different products that they have done and I think that's why they kind of saw that we were using it organically. And when they approached us and said, hey, we've got an idea about pellets, so let's talk. Um, we've got the, along with the pellets, we've got the uh, lump charcoal and we've got the natural yeah. briquettes too. And um, and, and as, you, as you did last on the 4th, we did the same thing. We did a whole hog as well yeah. using the lump charcoal. And um, once we got it dialed in, it, it did great. So, yeah. you, you know, it was. How, what, uh, what did you use? to smoke it or cook, did you roast it we we bought a a carolina pig cooker and it, it's very nice it's a monster gotcha kirk and it is it was wonderful it worked great it's a uh, you you use charcoal for the first old oh, six hours and then you switched over to uh, propane and to finish nice. it and it was it was nice i mean it, it, it crackling on the skin yeah, we did. We didn't serve the skin. We cooked it uh, skin side down. But um, the 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 far first one ever, it, it was it was fantastic. We did we did cure the hams though, you the did. night before. We did we with yeah. with quick cure, yeah, and that worked. That was a great idea we had. That is the, a great idea. Try, we have not done that. Try the next now, do time. You, do you serve it with vinegar sauce, or how do you how do you serve it? Uh, we just pull it and then let the people use the sauce. Do their own sauce. Yeah, just do their own sauce. Hey, we're going to have to run out of here, Megan. Tell everyone where they can find Megan Day and Burnt Finger Barbecue, please. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, Burnt Finger BBQ. That's one finger. Um, I won't tell you which one, but Burnt Finger BBQ. And you can find us at burntfingerbbq.com. And on HSN, if you're looking to get some meat shipped straight to your freezer, you can go there. And then we've got sauces and seasonings that you know you can find all over the country, and hopefully in Al's Nest soon, right? Absolutely. <laughs> we we I contacted Old World uh, yesterday, waiting for their return Connection. email. Absolutely, I sure did. Uh, Megan, thank you so much for being on the show. If you will hang around for the bonus hours on the Facebook uh, side of things, if everybody's listening to the radio, if you can get access to Facebook, by all means, go there for some more conversation with Megan on the Owl's Nest Barbecue Facebook page. Uh, we will be back here next Friday. You will be on vacation. I will be here. Aaron will be here. And we will have another fantastic informational show about the one thing we all love, and that is barbecue. Until next Friday night on the radio side, this is Steve Ray for Jeff Maxwell, for Aaron Carver, and for Kirk bidding you farewell. And remember, good night and good luck to everyone. I may have to call in. Thanks, Kirk. Guy's voice. Yeah, appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you, Kirk. Appreciate you. All right, we're gonna stay live on uh, Facebook with Megan Day. Um, Megan, we could help me out here. 
the, one of the biggest questions we get about the pellet cookers is the lack of smoke flavor. Now, you cook professionally on one on the contest, on the uh, competition circuit, on the KCBS competition circuit. Um, tell me, tell me what, do you, what does the Burnt Finger Barbecue, what's your secret about imparting more smoke into your meats on your pellet cooker? Because this is, this is going to be a, a big topic. Yeah, uh, so a clean smoker mm-hmm. is okay. very, very important. We actually don't impart a ton of smoke, but if we do want extra smoke, we have a burn pot um, where we can put extra pellets down inside this little kind of burn pot that you stick right over the top of the fire. Um, and it will continue to to smoke. Mm-hmm. The lower you have a temperature, the more it's kind of smolder and smoke. So you're going to get more smoke that way if you want it. Um, I think sometimes you know people use smoke a, a little too aggressively, mm-hmm. and so I, agree. I, I I like to use it as a spice as opposed to the dominant flavor. So it's just adding another layer of you know. Uh, smoke likes fat, so anything that's fatty is going to pick up some of that smoke. But at at a certain point, it's going to stop taking on those nice flavors and start to get that acrid flavor. Um, so for us, it's really important to make sure we have brand new tin foil anywhere that we you know are trying to keep it clean, uh, keep as much of of the smoker cleaned out as possible because we want everything burning in there just to really be the mm-hmm. smoke that's hitting it and nothing else um, rancid or, or foreign flavors and um, hitting the meat because it will absorb it and take it on. Now, our, our mutual friend David Bosca has a, a great interest in these uh, um, uh, royal oak pellet, um, charcoal pellets. Yeah. And um, I, I told him that I, I did cook. I did cook with that. I did do that. But in the flavor was... I mean, it was perfect. I mean, the flavor of the, the imparted flavor from the smoker, I thought was really good. It was a little different. I felt, I, I, I noticed, I noticed the biggest difference I noticed was the smell when I was burning the, when I was burning the pellets. You did, you do get that, uh, you know, the grill that, that, that. It's a, grill, it's a familiar grill. Yeah. That, it's that, smell, it's yeah. that wonderful, that, that wonderful feeling you get when you, you know, you crank up your, your, your Weber what do they call them, Jeff Weber, whatever those? It's, those a, little, it's a nostalgic kettle. Yeah. The Smoky Joe, yeah. You, Smoky it's Joe or the kettle. Yeah. yeah. And um, I did notice that, that it had that, and I was real um, real excited about that. I think these are going to be a real winner, and I think they'll be a real winner for a long time to come. I think well, it's going to be and a— And I think, too, judges are liking that that charcoal flavor mm-hmm. profile. They really are. If you're into competition, um, I think it, it's going to be an interesting um, addition to our arsenal. I, there's just no question that it's it's it is, it is going to be something people want to play with. I went by Steve's store uh, the other day. He was just doing a burn off with some of the um, with some of the pellets, and I noticed the smell when I got out of my car. Uh-huh. And to me, that smell for the backyard cooker when your guests arrive and you're getting that different mm-hmm. smell, yeah, yeah, is enticing. It is, enticing. you know, and so that you know you you eat with your nose too. Yep. You know, you eat with your eyes, Absolutely. so when you're burning those, you're, it's going to make that, that barbecue more appealing in my eyes. You know, and we're, we're talking barbecue, but it's also, you know, a cookout. Like, that's a cookout smell. Yeah, I mean, right. really, exactly. it is. Yeah. Well, more people are using pellet cookers in their backyard than they are in competition. I mean, and more people are cooking oh, in their backyards, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, and that, I mean, you, you have the choice. You want something fast. You have a choice for gas. Or you can go a pellet cooker, right? If you're talking speed, mm-hmm. getting something heated up, get something knocked out, and move on down the road. Uh, and now you've got the chance to do fast and charcoal. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's really and that's exciting. exactly what I did last Saturday night, and I couldn't been I could not have been happier with the product. Yeah. And we are we are just um, thrilled to death to be part of the, uh, the the breakout program that they're doing. And uh, hopefully, hopefully this will get our foot in the door for the other products. And uh, you, you know, you mentioned the um, the little tumbleweeds. We we, yeah. we we bought a whole pallet of those, and um, I've never. That's a couple. Yeah, yeah. That's I, two or three. I don't know if I was, it was a mistake I made or I, but I don't understand why I got that many tumbleweeds. But it's okay. 
we'll we'll be we'll have them to sell from here forever. And <laughs> I'll come buy a package for we'll, you just to make you feel good. You won't you won't see any more uh, Weber cubes in the store. I promise you that because <laughs> we're we're gonna have tumbleweeds forever. But um, I started that's the first time I ever used them was the other day when I started my uh, uh, my my charcoal fire for a, uh, a gravity cook that I was doing. And uh, man, those things work good. I mean, they are hot, and they got that. They got the charcoal got it heated up and going. Do you like to do you like to cook with different cookers? I, that's my favorite thing about barbecue. I, I've got so many different kinds. I love doing all kinds of different things. I do, I do, and it, but it does make me appreciate what I love. You know, makes me realize what I really do like. There, it is really fun. I, but you know, you you have hot spots and understanding the airflow and. Just really getting in and and figuring out what works better with low and slow. One thing that I really have not played much with is is a good you know stick burner. I really have not played a lot with a stick burner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just nothing that I was really exposed to. Um, when I started helping out Jason with the barbecue cook, we were really it was gravity fed, and then we moved into the the pellet mm-hmm. shortly after that and so a good one at one point that we cooked a bunch on and you know it was great but it, we charcoal we did lump charcoal with it and we throw some some wood chunks on it but really that's something that i haven't cooked a lot with that i would like to but there's a little barrier there those things are expensive yeah <laughs> and, it, and if you have children you're not i mean when you're that's, doing I mean, it's 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 a it's a very laboring. I don't care who's you use it. It is, um, and, and that I mean, I love it. And if someone, if I can go over to somebody's house and cook with them overnight, one night with it, like that's probably the better option for me because you you nailed it. I mean, we our kids are very very much a part. You saw Meredith run through mm-hmm. here. I mean, we are a family that cooks together. Like both my daughter and my son get to do the American Royal Kids Q this year. I'm oh, cool. so excited. They're both old enough to cook. You know, we really cook with them, and it's just not feasible for me to be up um, babysitting a fire and driving a fire all no. night long. I, it just doesn't make sense right now for this season of my life. <laughs> but when you do, when you do yeah. get a stick burner, make sure that you, if you can, and I'm sure you've got the connection, try to find a Myron Mixon water cooker. Okay. That would uh, you would really enjoy that. That is a a very that's, that's a very good experience with a stick burner on a quality piece of equipment. You know, the first um, on our team, when we first got into this, we went out and bought a, uh, a big old uh, stick burner that leaked. It, it leaked like the Exxon Valdez. Right. And, uh, I mean, we we would I'm have to. I'm impressed you did that and you're still doing barbecue because that can be a big turnoff to people if you have something that just is so inefficient. Uh, we, you know, to get up to 230 degrees took, you know, four ricks of wood. It was, it was, uh, it was brutal. But uh, you know, we we cooked on it for a year, and then and then moved on and got you know some nicer stuff. We went to gravity, and um, and then, and I still that's still my uh, well my favorite thing to cook on is the Myron mix and water cooker. If we're going to just do something big, and um, you know that big cook, I, I I enjoy that because that thing reacts. Megan, I'm not kidding. Uh, when you're when you're managing the fire, it reacts like a Ferrari. It, hmm. You just you have to move the the levers just a little bit and this thing really reacts awesome. and um it, it is awesome um but it's my go-to is a uh, gravity feed we use uh, scott smith's uh, southern q smokers and um they're they're great they're fantastic and uh, and i know what you mean by the easy you know a, a gravity feed smoker is just a, a big pellet cooker it's all it is yeah. well and it, it keeps and holds the temperature mm-hmm. yeah yeah so you know we're excited about that okay thank you so much for joining us anything um any other Big TV appearances on the horizon for you that we can make sure we watch? Yeah, no, there's nothing I can talk about. Oh, okay, okay, I understand um, that. But, yeah, no, nothing nothing that I can really talk about at this point. But um, here in Kansas City, we have the barbecue festival um, that is happening. And on Sunday, I'm going to do a demo. I'm going to show everybody how to do some competition ribs. So if you happen to be in the Kansas City area um, or just watch my social media, I'm sure I'll give you some behind the scenes of what I'm doing. But... Yeah, we're just, I, I never know when a phone's going to ring, someone's going to say, hey, fly up fly up to New York and let's do the Today Show. So I feel very blessed that when they're looking for, for somebody and need a resource in barbecue that I get some of those phone calls. So well, just you, keep watching our social media and we'll 
you'll see where we are next. If if Hoda ever says, and do you know, do you know like a, an older fella that's uh, might do barbecue too, that that may own a gas station on the side, you know, they, you know, you, you know, they look for specialty things. You know what I'm saying? You go, yeah. I got your guy, Hoda. I, I am I got actually a great resource for them. They will call and say, do you know someone that's got this or this part of the country? I'm absolutely a resource. So. Chattanooga is Chattanooga's Chattanooga. got a we got a direct flight. Oh, real quick, I like it. tell me about your before we go. Tell me about your Chattanooga con, uh, connection. I almost forgot. Oh, I, uh, it's, it's a girl that I went to college with, um, her husband, they live in Chattanooga. So that's really all I know is every now and then I'll see Amy's posting and, and she's, she's right there in Chattanooga. So, and then I had another sorority sister actually, who for a long time, so both sold pharmaceuticals in Chattanooga, but now she lives in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. So yeah, not there. So well, have you ever been, have you ever been to Chattanooga? I have not. Oh, you should come. Birmingham, but I've never been up to Chattanooga. So if you come and visit. You can Swing test through. out that Myron Mixon. Yeah. That's right. I do plan on, um, I'm, I'm hoping I get the invite to judge the Jack this year. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to judge it for a couple of years. So I'm hoping we can do that. Maybe we can take a jaunt over. Yeah, it's not far. I'll, matter of fact, no. matter of fact, I think I will be there this year. I'm, I'm, That's great. I'm, yeah. So maybe we'll, great. maybe we'll get to meet and um, that I, I usually I usually get press credentials. So uh, That's great. Um, we've been a couple of times. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It, it is. I've been been fortunate to cook it and to judge it, so I get I've seen both sides. One of these days, I will cook it. One of these days. Did you see the news where they're doing away with the shade tree? Did you I see that? I did. I thought it was a shocker. A I was a shocker. Budget shock. thing. I, that makes me sad, but I. Yeah. I also understand this business decision. I, I was. I was. I mean, it was that's such a big part of uh, the Jack. It was yeah. it was a shade tree division? Given you know people that are just. You know, backyard cooks a chance and um, a chance. yeah. Well, maybe nothing's permanent. Maybe yeah, maybe, no kidding. Maybe someday it could come back. I, I I'm just so lucky we still have that yeah, because well, that contest is a is such a monster to put on in that little town. And and if you have never been to Lynchburg, Tennessee, it's worth the drive yeah. to go anyway. And yeah. um, the uh, and going to do it when the Jack is is going on, and that is September the eighth, I think this year. Uh, that weekend uh, is that right is it i think i think it is i think i think because that's before the royal then i felt like it was supposed to be after after the royal i don't know i'll have to look i may be wrong but it's in september mm. it's in september where's it october well well wait a minute look? Look yeah look at you want me to look I'm, it up so maybe it's october the 8th maybe it's october the yeah. 8th yeah that's what I'm, I, well, did i say september it is. It's, it's october 8th oh, so okay october 8th no. okay i knew it was the 8th because we, we've got because yeah, we got a bunch of stuff going on in October yes, here, yes. and I remember I, I kept the eighth open so I could go up to Lynchburg yep. and see everybody. Yep, that's it. All right, good that's deal. It. Megan Day, thank you so much. I'm glad we got that situated because everybody at home is going through their going. Steve's an idiot. It's not in September. It's never. No. September. <laughs> All right, Megan, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Let's do appreciate this again. Um, if you ever need anything in Chattanooga, you know where to holler. I'm excited. And same with Kansas City. We're here. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of these days I will get to Kansas City. Come up to the Royal. The American Royal will be there. All right. Thank you, Megan Day. Burn Finger Barbecue, Bye. Kansas City, Missouri. What a great guest, everybody. And thanks, everybody, on Facebook for watching, hanging out with us for a little overtime with Megan. And um, what a great guest. Super person. Awesome. Great awesome personality. Guest. And, um, man, she she is what barbecue is. Helpful. Successful. Yep. She got it all. She's great. She's the whole package. All right, everybody, we'll get right out of here. Ryan Aaron's going to get rid of us there. And um, I'm working tomorrow. You're going on your big 6,800-mile motorcycle trek starts tomorrow. Yes, Is that sir. right? Yes, sir. As soon as I wake up, it's kickstands up. Yep. So um, Aaron and I will be here next Friday night. And uh, I don't have a guest scheduled yet. We're going to be talking about the different events that are going on in the Chattanooga area. But we will have a person, I promise you, who is interesting. And um, until next, are you we ready? To, you ready to, to get us out of here? Good deal. Until next Friday night to our Facebook page. Good night and good luck.